Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Stay tuned. Today I want to talk about the fact that setting up a vendor or changing an existing vendor takes longer today than it has in past years and with good reason. And I want to start this off by saying or giving you a question. Why did the fraudster cross the road to accounts payable? Welcome to episode 26, three reasons why it should take longer to add or change an existing vendor. So the answer to the question of why did the fraudster cross the road to accounts payable is because that's where the money is. And I remember the days when requiring an IRS W-9 form and using that form to compare it to the legal name and the tax ID using IRS's 10-match service was considered the gold standard for setting up a vendor in the Accounts Payable System or ERP in Accounts Payable. But that day is gone. Now, with the AP help desk and the vendor maintenance team receiving phishing emails regularly, steps have to be put into place to not only make sure the vendor is compliant with regulatory agencies, but also to make sure that the source of the vendor documents is real and that the vendor data submitted is real. And that takes additional time. Just a side note here, I don't mean to be flippant about the IRS 10 match being the gold standard because that was a big deal for us back in the day. The IRS 10 match to get registered on their e-services took weeks to do. So when that finally came back and when you did your first IRS 10 match, it was a celebration. So let's take just a moment of silence to recognize that accomplishment for all of us who understood just what a big deal it was. Okay, and we're done. So let's get into the three reasons of why it should take longer to add or change an existing vendor. So the first one is authentication. And when the vendor maintenance team receives a request to add a new vendor or update an existing vendor, the first step is to authenticate that the request did not come from a fraudster. So how do you do that? So the first thing that you want to do is review the email that contains the documents or the request. And you want to determine if there is an additional letter in the email domain, if the email domain of the vendor is misspelled, meaning that um, a fraudster spoofed the email. You also want to hover over the um, document, any documents that are attached to make sure that they are true documents and not a link to a fraudulent site. Now I do have additional tips 
in my um, uh, e-guide that is for sale on my site and I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you'd like to take a look at that and uh, maybe purchase it or have your company purchase it for you or for your team. And the next thing that you want to do is you want to require some type of data uh, for authentication, such as the combination of, you know, criteria, including the last four digits of the tax ID or bank account, plus the last three deposit dates and amounts or the purchase order number of or some other criteria that only the vendor would know and you want to make sure that it's not from the same thing so don't ask the invoice number and the invoice date because the fraudster may have gotten a hold of an invoice and that's a little too easy to get so ask them for different criteria from different um, um, functions such as purchase order um, vendor record invoice that type of thing and these can be added this information or criteria can be added to the required forms if these are change requests that are being submitted. So you can require them to include the, them on the forms if they are via email or if they're calling and they're not asking for changes, but they're just asking for information, still have them authenticate using that, um, using that, those criteria, it will just be over the phone or via email. Now also under authentication is adding internal controls. Now no one, no team member will be a hundred percent 2,080 hours a year to catch fraudulent emails. People are going to have things going on. They're going to be rushed. They're going to be sick. They're going to be worried about something else. And they're not always going to be 100% to catch, um, to utilize the phishing training that hopefully your company is is doing. But um, no one's going to be 100% all the time. So you need to add internal controls such as requiring a a second approver for wire transfer requests that are sent to you via email. As noted in Kip Boyle's book, Fire Doesn't Innovate, the executive's practical guide to thriving in the face of evolving cyber risk. And that will reduce the many incidents of business email compromise scams. And I will have a link in the show notes to both the book and also an example this week that came out about a city treasurer wiring $128,000 to a fraudster last year as a target of a business email compromise scam. The second reason it may take longer to add or change an existing vendor is validation. Now, once you've authenticated the source, now the vendor maintenance team needs to ensure the vendor is real and the vendor data submitted is real, which also serves as a double check if a phishing email made it this far, because again, employees can't be 100% 2,080 hours a year. So checking against IRS records, OFAC, United States Postal Service, 
and or Google Earth for the address validation. And maybe if you're a government, the system for award management are just some of the validations that can be used. And the red flags to look for that the vendor data might not be um, valid or the vendor may not be real is the legal name and the tax ID do not match. Also, the address is a P.O. box or it does not exist. And just an example here, some people look at me a little strange when I talk about Google Earth. And honestly, I don't know how old those pictures are. And But if you have a vendor where the legal name and the tax ID does not match, and the address is not valid, you can take a look at Google Earth and you can just check it out and see if combined with other critical validations, if that's yet another red flag, maybe that's a empty um, lot. So that's yet, a, that could be yet another red flag to let you know that the vendor may not be real and to actually do additional due diligence or go back to whomever in your company is contracting with that vendor for um, their goods or services just to ensure that you have um, done your due diligence for that vendor setup or adding or updating the vendor record in the vendor master file. So the third reason that it should take longer to add or change an existing vendor is management. And your vendor master file is vulnerable because fraudsters try to update existing real vendors with fraudulent remit data, such as banking or the remit address. So the goal here is to reduce the volume of active vendors in your vendor master file so that you have less vendors to be susceptible to this fraudulent or phishing request. And the best way to do that is to inactivate your vendors based on a number of predetermined months or time periods such as 15 months or 18 months of inactivity and that means inactivity with invoices, inactivity with payments, inactivity with purchase orders, and even inactivity with updating the vendor record. Now, how does inactivating your vendors on a monthly or recurring basis extend the time it takes to change an existing vendor? Well, the vendor now may be inactive and will have to resubmit required docu uh, documentation, triggering the authentication and the validation process if they want to have changes made to their accounts. And that's great because the documentation or the supporting documentation that you require should include critical information that will deter the fraudster from continuing because they won't have that information. Another reason why it's gonna take longer during this step is because a confirmation process should be required to confirm that the change was initiated by the vendor. This is an internal control that is a final attempt to ensure that the request is real before you update it in the vendor master file. Now this is gonna involve a telephone call or an email communication using the contact information that is 
already on the vendor file or vendor master file. And this, yes, this step is going to take some time because you may not have that telephone number or email address on the vendor master file. So you may have to search for an historical invoice. You may have to contact the vendor's point of contact, the internal employee that contracted with the vendor for the products or services and get that information from them and then follow up with the vendor just to confirm that they initiated their request. Now, also under management, and this piece actually won't delay the um, vendor change uh, in the vendor master file, but once you update the existing vendor record, a notification should be sent to the vendor as a final step in the process. We all get emails when we make changes to our Amazon, Netflix, or even our utility company profiles. Same thing. And you can see my blog post titled, Send a Notification to Vendor after updates in the vendor master file for more information on that topic. Okay, so let's recap three reasons why it should take longer to add or change an existing vendor. The first reason was authentication, and that is where data from fraudulent sources for the vendor master file will not be processed because we have authentication techniques and internal controls in place to catch those fraudsters. And the third reason is management. And that again is where we um, will reduce the number of active vendors in our vendor file and we will um, trigger uh, revalidation of vendors, also a confirmation process and a notification. And all of that to ensure that our existing vendors remain, um, their data remains real in our vendor master file and the vendor master file remains clean. So we in accounts payable, we get that. We understand. We know that um, we always have to be either 100% or rely on um, internal controls to prevent fraudulent um, payments from going out and fraudulent data from getting into our vendor master file. And we're always on the lookout for that. Um, sometimes our jobs may even be on the line if we are not uh, careful about uh, pro processing these vendor requests. And so the next thing that we also have to worry about is how do we change the mindsets of internal and external stakeholders whose main goal, because they may not understand how long it takes for you know accounts payable to do all these processes. They know their processes. And honestly, I've been involved in a contract process where it has taken over a year. So by the time you get through some of the or internal external stakeholders that got have gotten through some of the vendor onboarding processes before it even gets to AP that can be significant and the problem with that is is because they now have crossed that hurdle the assumption is that getting the vendor set up in AP should be no big deal and that's um uh, or getting an update to a vendor should be no big deal and that it can't be further from the truth. Again, we understand why. So how do we handle that? And yes, we need to acknowledge that the vendor master team 
will take longer to process new vendor ads and existing vendor change requests. And we also need to communicate that to stakeholder groups and internal employees to reset the expectations for the vendor setup and maintenance process timelines. So previously, if your timeline was 24 to 48 hours to process a request, well, if it's an existing vendor setup, now you've got to do that confirmation process first. That can be an additional 24 to 48 hours if they respond back on top of the time that it takes for your team to um, complete the request in the accounting system or ERP. So maybe now instead of a 24 to 48 hour turnaround time, now maybe you bump that up to 48 to 72 hours or you change it from hours to days. It's highly probable that a vendor change request because of that confirmation process could take five days. So maybe you change, so maybe you make existing vendor changes five days and you make new vendor setups two to three days. You'll have to decide that based on your company's business needs. My point here is that you need to make sure that you set expect expectations and you need to get that out to um, your stakeholders and internal employees. And one other thing I want to point out here is along with the IRS 10 match being the gold standard, also gone are the days where internal and external pressure to quickly process requests for a quote unquote simple bank change or quote unquote simple name change should be tolerated. And there needs to be management support for that position. So just make sure that if you are a manager that you or leader you are, um, um, supporting your uh, team members. And then if you are a team member, make sure that you stress that importance to your management team when you get requests via phone or email or in person and experience that pressure to quickly um, process a request. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 26th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to blog posts, articles, books that were mentioned in the podcast. Also, check out my website at Deborah, D-E-B-R-A-R, richardson.com if you need help cleaning your vendor master file or protecting it from fraud. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.